folks, it's Laura. Welcome back to Spirituality Unpacked. Um, so just quickly here before I start, um, Spirituality Unpacked was something I actually started a couple of years ago as a podcast. Um, and um, I've decided to reboot it in a way. The format of what I'm doing isn't changing. Half hour episodes, we're talking about chapter three of my book today, uh, The Emotional Truth, which is Boundaries. Um, but I'm sort of renaming this, re fixing the branding a little bit, uh, making it a little bit more formal. Um, so Spirituality Unpacked was a name I had uh, started back in 2019. I posted eight or ten um, podcast episodes at the time, and it fits so well um, what I talk about now and what I do that I, I, I took the name back and I decided to use it again. So you'll notice some different branding and some changes, um, but really the format and stuff is not changing at all. Um, this is what it's going to be. Half hour episodes, couple times a week, um, where we talk about different things. And I'm using this as an excuse to talk about my book, uh, which is out on Amazon. It is The Emotional Truth. Um, and that is linked down below, whether you're on YouTube or you're listening on a podcast platform somewhere, um, the Emotional Truth, um, the book is linked down below and you can go grab it. It's also available on my website, laurabungars.ca. All of the episodes are also there um, because I put blog posts up and stuff for each and every episode that I do. So everything's available all over the place. Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, however you're listening. YouTube, if you're watching me. Um, no, I don't dress up for this. Um, <laughs> um, it's just something that I decided to turn on the camera and talk um, where I just otherwise just record the video or the audio. So you're just getting to see me do this live. That's it. That's the only difference with YouTube. Um, so let's get started. Let's talk about boundaries, which is um, chapter three of the emotional truth. Boundaries. So what's the point? What's the purpose? What do we do with them? Why do we need them? What, what gives? The idea behind boundaries is that they are designed to help keep us safe. We live in a very sort of black and white world. We live in a very um, punishment oriented world. There's a sense of control that happens. We live with a lot of people that are um, not healed and disconnected from self. And so sometimes what that means is that they project a lot of pain, a lot of fear, a lot of judgment, a lot of anger. They project. And so when they project, you need a boundary in order to be able to make sure that you're keeping your physical form safe. You need to make sure that you are being treated properly. Now, so that's the 3D world. And there's there's no judgment of any of that. It just is. There's a mix of people now, those of us that are in varying degrees of, of doing the work and, and those that aren't there yet. That's exactly what it is. There's no better than or not good enough or anything like that. There's no there's no judgment. There's it's not one's better than the other. There's none of that. It just is. Okay. So that's, that's the first part. So boundaries allow us to establish sort of a safety zone around our physical form. They allow us to decide how we want to be treated and encourage or ask or enforce, make people kind of treat us that way. And then if they don't, 
um, it gives us the authority to be able to say, you're no longer welcome in my energetic space and simply remove people from our lives that way. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. That is what is needed in life right now. We, we have to do that. But what I want to talk about is two things. I want to talk about the, the spiritual truth of boundaries, why they're not actually true. The second thing that I want to talk about with boundaries is what is a healthy boundary? Because some people, and we're going to start here, some people use boundaries as a way to protect their triggers. It's a very common thing, right? So depending on your life experience, you may feel pain around certain behaviors, certain activities, certain ways of being. It may cause some pain for you. It may bring flashbacks, memories of things that have happened to you in, in your lifetime. And so anytime somebody displays that behavior, that, that thing, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter, but they're displaying that behavior. And so then immediately you're reacting and responding. And so the behaviors then become, the boundaries then become, these are my triggers. And what we ask people to do is sort of tiptoe around us so that we can be okay. But that's not, those aren't, that's not what boundaries are for. That's not a healthy boundary. That's not the way boundaries are designed to be, right? The whole purpose of the boundary and the only purpose really of the boundary is to protect your physical form, to make sure that you are being treated correctly. But that doesn't include protecting your pain points from being poked at by other people. Okay. And that's where we need to clarify. That's the difference. There are lots of people out there that make everybody around them tiptoe, right? And you may know somebody like that, that you need to tiptoe around all the time because they're triggered easily. There's all kinds of pain points that they have. And they use boundaries as a way of saying, that's a pain point for me, don't go there, right? The truth is, and the reality of that is, is it's not a healthy boundary and it's kind of an unreasonable expectation. It will always keep you upset, it will always keep you pushing people away. It, it is the wall that prevents people from getting near you because everything's a trigger, <laughs> right? The goal for all of us, path, no path, is to allow people to simply be what they are without judgment to not need boundaries. Is that realistic? Not really, but that's the goal. That's, that's the high level ideal that we're headed for. A place where boundaries are unnecessary. A place where we simply allow others to be without needing them to do anything differently. Right? I think in the book, I brought up some religion. I grew up Roman Catholic, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm recovering, quote unquote. But I, I grew up Roman Catholic. And so the Bible story where Jesus is hung on the cross, right? So this is Easter, right? He's hung on the cross. He, he dies, comes back to life, right? That, there's, there's your story. During that process where he was being hung on the cross, where he was being persecuted by the people around him, he felt no anger, no hatred towards them. 
he simply understood what they were doing and why they were doing it. He understood that they were misguided and didn't understand and all of those kinds of things. And he simply allowed them to do what they were going to do. He didn't worry about trying to protect his physical form. He didn't do any of those things. He simply allowed them to go ahead. He didn't defend himself. Nothing. That idea where we don't defend ourselves, we don't judge, we, we don't protect, we don't, we don't do anything, we basically just allow, is the ultimate goal. Am I suggesting you do that? No. But that is the ultimate goal. Okay. Is a complete lack of boundary where we simply allow people to be and do what they are. without any sort of worry about what happens to the physical form. I'm not necessarily suggesting that's a good idea, okay? That's the goal. That's where we're headed. As people begin to do this process, as people begin to heal, as people stop projecting and recognize they're projecting, as people stop doing that, boundaries become less and less and less and less necessary. As you surround yourself with people who are doing the work and who are on the path and who are in degrees of healing and you know that kind of thing, you'll find you need the boundary less and less and less and less and less. Right? Because people don't judge anymore. People aren't pushing their point of view on you. People aren't requiring you to be a certain way for them to be okay. People aren't doing any of those things. And so when people are no longer doing that, the boundary becomes unnecessary. There's no, it serves no purpose anymore. And the more you surround yourself with people like that, the better off you're going to be, the more you're going to be able to let that proverbial guard down and be okay more of the time. And not need to shield yourself so much from the outside world. There's a lot of talk in in spiritual circles about this idea of protecting your energy. Well, what does that mean? When we get involved with other people, when we interact with other people, what we're doing is we're picking up their energy. The reason why we pick up their energy is because we're not paying attention to our own energy. Honestly, that's true. The reason why you pick up the energy of other people is because you're not, you don't have an energetic boundary in place. You have a physical boundary in place. You have a mental boundary in place. You have a verbal boundary in place, but you do not have an energetic boundary in place. You are not responsible or taking care of your energy. So when you get In a room with other people, when you start talking to other people, guess what? You absorb their energy. Why are you absorbing their energy? Because you're not paying attention. You have boundaries for everything else, but you don't have the boundary for your energy. If you were to simply allow yourself to create the proverbial bubble, an energetic bubble that I use, it's kind of like a one-way mirror. So my energy goes out but other people's energy does not come in. Okay, so it's a one-way mirror. My stuff goes out, but other people's stuff doesn't come in. 
as you get better at creating that energetic bubble, and you can do it for yourself just by asking your guides, the universe, God, whoever, whatever, whoever you're believing in, to create that bubble around you. And it's done. By not taking on other people's energy, it allows you to relax a little bit in terms of who you're involved with. You don't need so much time, downtime away from people. Not that downtime is bad, right? So there's nothing wrong with any of these things, but we can find balance, okay? So there's nothing wrong with needing downtime. But if you go out for an hour and you need a week to recover, you have a problem, right? So it's that. We need to find the balance. And the way to find the balance is to create that energetic bubble so that when you go out for an hour or two, you don't need a week to recover, right? You're okay by the next day again, right? That's the idea. That we don't need to be quite so picky about who we hang out with. We don't need to be quite so concerned about people's energy, viewpoints, right? Um, and that's a big thing right now, right? Hanging out with people that are like-minded, that believe what I believe kind of thing, right? And, and looking for that and protecting ourselves from people that have different viewpoints. We create bubbles that way. Some of it is energy, right? Because those, those viewpoints are, are just thoughts, but thoughts are energy. So we're picking up the energy of others, right? Through their thoughts, through what they're thinking, through what they're saying. Speech is also energy. You're picking up the energy of that, right? And if you have a, an opposing viewpoint, those energies are going to bump into each other. That's what happens. Now, the question is, what do you do with that? When you recognize that you have an opposing energy, two bubbles are bumping into each other, what do you do, right? Energy works kind of like batteries, like differing viewpoints are going to repel. They're going to repel off of each other. So then what? Right? You got equal and opposite energy and they bounce off of each other, then what? We're in a place in this world now where we have to learn to get along with each other, whether we agree or not. We just are. And using our viewpoints as boundaries, because that's essentially what they become, our viewpoint becomes a boundary. Do not cross this line. We've made it a boundary. So when we use our viewpoint as a boundary, we run into trouble. And that's what's happened. We've run into trouble. A lot of it, right? We have two dichotomies, two very different realities playing out right now. Right? And it doesn't matter which one you're in. There's two very different realities playing out today in our world. And they don't play nicely with each other. And they don't bounce off of each other very well. They haven't learned to play nice yet. And that's the problem.
that's where we're running into trouble, right? It is our job to connect with the other bubble. And it's not that we're trying to assimilate anybody. We're not trying to get anybody to agree. We're just learning how to get along and stop judging so much the other side, whatever side you're on. We want to stop judging and we want to stop using our viewpoints as boundaries because they're not boundaries. Boundaries are designed to keep your physical form safe. It protects you from verbal, mental, emotional abuse. It protects you from physical abuse. Those are what boundaries are for. Right? This person isn't respecting me. I'm allowed to walk away from them. That's the point of a boundary. Not this person doesn't agree with, agree with my politics. Here's my boundary. That's not it. So we got to get better and not judging. We have to get better at not using our viewpoints, our opinions as boundaries. Those are unhealthy boundaries and that's what creates division and that's what you see. And why is there division? Fear. And fear rules both sides. It doesn't matter which one you're on. Fear is ruling both sides. Fear has control right now. Whatever you're afraid of, whether you're afraid of too much control, whether you're afraid of not enough control, that's basically the two sides. So whatever you're afraid of, but it's fear. The fear has to come up to be released. That's it. That's why it's there. It's coming up. It's bubbling to the surface because we need to. We can't heal things we don't acknowledge or fix. We can't heal things we don't acknowledge. We can't heal things we're not paying attention to. We need this. This is how this plays out. We need it. We may not like it, but we need it because this is how we heal. This is the process that we have to go through. And this is what that process looks like. So as we go forward, more, more, more is going to keep coming up. It's going to come up and come up and come up and come up. It's always going to come up and it's going to keep coming up until it dissipates and goes away. That's this process. That's what it looks like. It's not fun. It's not fun. But this is healing on a collective level, right? And what are we learning about? We're learning about fear. We're learning about boundaries, healthy boundaries and unhealthy boundaries, boundaries that create division. We're learning about how to play nice with each other. We're learning about how to listen to each other. We're learning about all of these different things. And the underlying theme of the whole thing, the boundaries, all the stuff that goes on, the underlying theme is fear. And it's human, by the way, 
it's human to have an opinion. Judgment is part of the human experience. That is what we do. The ideal, the goal. The more healed we get, the less we need to judge. The goal is complete non-judgment. The goal is simply allowing. Everybody's on their own path, doing their own thing. You just let them do. That's the goal. But because of the level of fear out there, there's a lot of trying to control what other people are doing and thinking going on in various ways. That's all judgment and fear. That's the stuff that's dissolving. That's what's going away. So when we talk about boundaries, right? This is what it looks like. I need you to do this so I can be okay. That's what it looks like. Those are unhealthy boundaries. That's not what boundaries are designed to do. That's not what boundaries are designed to do. Right? So in our day-to-day experience, how does this show up when we're dealing with our family, the people that we live with? How does it show up? Boundaries. You not taking out the garbage is disrespectful to me. That's not true. (laughs) The idea there and what's happening there is that that person has an expectation of the other. And that expectation was broken, apparently, because the garbage wasn't taken out. And because the expectation is broken, the person immediately went into pain which caused judgment of the behavior. And so the decision is, you disrespected me because you didn't take out the garbage. That's pain, all of it. It's not about what the other person did or didn't do. It doesn't matter. The garbage can sit there for six months. It's, it's not disrespectful to the other person at all. Because it's not about the other person. It's not about the person that feels disrespected. The garbage has nothing to do with that human. It's about the human that's not taking out the garbage. What's going on with them? Maybe they don't want to do it. Maybe they don't like it. Maybe, who knows? But it's probably got nothing to do with the person they live with that's suddenly feeling wounded. Maybe we need to realign. Maybe we need to have a conversation about who does what so that nobody feels disrespected, violated. Nobody feels like they're doing everything, nobody nobody feels put upon, nobody feels any of that. 
And if we can't get there, then maybe we need to look at paying other people to do it for us. This stuff, people use boundaries this way all the time, right? And I talk about all of this stuff in the book in different chapters because it, it, it all goes together. It, it all weaves into itself. But boundaries become the thing that we use to protect our triggers. So the trigger is the garbage because it's an expectation that wasn't met. Well, now suddenly we have this boundary here that says you need to respect me. And you need to respect me by taking out the garbage when I want it taken out. That doesn't make sense. If you're that attached to the garbage that you need to control it, then it should be your job to do. We should not be creating unrealistic expectations of other people. Based on things that are triggers for us that we prefer to call a boundary because it makes it sound better. Sounds better when I'm just, when I have boundaries versus I'm triggered, right? Boundaries sound better than triggers. But it's just an excuse to be in pain and be unhealed and be not happy. So that's it, right? When you're looking to the outside world to make yourself okay, you're going to be miserable every single time. And people are never going to live up to your expectations, so you better figure it out and get over it, because they aren't going to. So if you're using boundaries as a way of setting expectations, you're bound to be miserable. You're never going to be happy with the other person. They're never going to live up to that, ever. Don't confuse boundaries and expectations. Expectations will get you hurt, so lower that. Get rid of it entirely is better. Just don't have expectations. And not in that triggered, wounded way that we tend to want to do it. But just in a way that allows people to be who they are. Without you needing them to do something differently. And then boundaries are only to protect you from harm. But whether or not that person takes out the garbage, there's no harm there. So there's no reason to have that protection. There's no reason to need that boundary. There's no reason for the expectation because there's no harm there. The question we need to be asking ourselves is, is this harming me 
or just triggering me and determining that. Is it harmful or is it just a pain point? If it's harmful, then yes, we can do something about it, right? We can put up the boundary, that's okay. But if it's just a pain point, then that's something we need to deal with. That's our own stuff, we need to work on that. That's got nothing to do with the other person at that point. Is it harmful? Is it a pain point to trigger? Is this triggering me because it's reminding me of something that's happened in the past or somebody else or my ex or whoever, right? Or is this actually harmful to me? Is this person coming at me in a way that's dangerous? Right? And find the difference between the two and be honest with yourself. Right? Be honest with yourself about which one because the ego is immediately going to go to trigger and defending, wanting to defend, right? But get out of that for a minute and look at it. And if you don't catch it, it's okay. If you react anyway, which you're probably going to because that's normal, all right, then come back after. Now, is that really a thing? And do I actually need to do this? Right? Did I react the right way? Right? Am I using boundaries as a substitute to protect myself from my triggers? And the more we heal, the less triggered we are, and the less we need to do that. And it gets better. And then it's easier to be happy. It's easier to be okay. And you get to be okay more often because you're less attached to what's going on around you. Because now what's going on around you is no longer triggering you. It's no longer bothering you. You're not judging it. You don't have expectations about it. It doesn't matter. And then boundaries have the sole purpose of protecting you from harm, which is what they are for. Okay. So I hope that was helpful. Let me know what you think. Do you have boundaries or are you protecting your pain points, your triggers? What are you doing? Have you even thought about it? What do you think? Let me know. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching this um, and also share, whether it's on YouTube or any of the podcast platforms available, please share um, so that I can reach out and help more people. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to Spirituality Impact, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.